Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. Choq.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please. Don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off.
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Why is there a Las Vegas today? Maybe you've been. Maybe you haven't been. I certainly have been quite a few times. Went and lost my rear end there one time and one time only. One of the greatest things that ever happened to me when I was young and poor and had a grand total of $600 to my name and lost all $600 in the casino. Was so torn up about it. I almost threw up. Have never gambled significantly since. Oh, I'll throw 20 or 50 on a game or something now and then. I'm not, not anti-gambling. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. It's just that one hurt me so bad, I never go back. But why is there a Las Vegas? And think for a moment, or if you're in front of your computer, Google image it. Google image Las Vegas. I know you have a picture in your mind of what it's like. But... Pull it up. Look at that place. Look at the money and the lights. and the I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. You know why there's a Las Vegas? Well, I'm about to tell you why. A long, long time ago, early 19th century, it was rough in New York City. Very, very rough. This was the era in America where immigrants were pouring in from all kinds of countries. It's not just Italy. We talk a lot about that on our Italian mafia shows, and that was big. You know, Irish, Italians, Jews. There were tons of Jews because I know you're going to find this shocking. There was some persecution of Jews going on around the world. I know that's... (laughs) Breaking news, somebody was mad at the Jews about something. And especially from Eastern Europe, it was a big, big, big thing. Now remember, what you see now, Minneapolis, where there's a major divide in society, this group's fighting that group, it's so easy to get caught up in our moment and think, oh, gosh, this is, man, this is so uniquely our time. I I see, I hear it all the time. I hate that we live in this time. Buddy, times don't change, brother. This stuff's been going on in the history of man. How many stories have I told you behind this microphone already? And will tell you. The history of mankind is this group fighting that group, this group looking down on that group. This group joining up together because that is that is what man does. You can call it tribalism or whatever you want to call it. What man does is man joins together with other people like him, either that look like him or worship like him or in the same socioeconomic situation. He joins up with those people because there's protection, there's safety in numbers. And so a place like New York City, late 1800s, early 1900s especially, with immigrants pouring into the city, massive poverty in certain areas, people grouped up, and the Jews did the exact same freaking thing. 
One of the most undertold stories in America, and it's fascinating, shoot, maybe they did it better, is Jewish mafia guys. Jewish organized crime. Mega powerful. And I do mean mega powerful. And street gangs, just like everybody else. It wasn't just the Italian street gangs and the black street gangs and the Irish street gangs. The Jews did the same thing. Because that's what happens in poor areas. Poverty, almost universally, is going to equal some kind of crime. Now, it's going to be organized at different levels. Usually, by all appearances, usually that's based on whether there's one dude who's a little bit exceptional and can get things organized or not. I've told you that famous story before about Bumpy Johnson in Harlem. How insane the black crime was then, the black petty street uh, street crime. And then you have one dude rise up a little bit stronger, a little bit smarter, and gets that stuff cleaned up because he gets things organized. Same thing in the Italian neighborhoods, same thing in the Jewish neighborhoods. And there is a Jewish family. Poor, very, very poor. And their second born was a man named Ben Siegel. You know him as Bugsy Siegel. The man had, and this is oftentimes the case, had no time whatsoever for school. And especially back in these times, it was just not uncommon. It was not in any way uncommon to drop out of school. These days, that's horrific, right? You hear about some 13 or 14-year-old, oh my gosh, she dropped out? That was oftentimes what people had to do back then to pay the bills. It was not abnormal at all. And it was oftentimes what people chose to do if they wanted a different life. And Siegel, by all accounts, did not want to be poor and would do whatever he could not to be poor and was a violent, violent individual from extremely, extremely early on. At the age of 14, I want you to picture something. I want you to picture yourself at 14. Whether you've had a rough upbringing, a great upbringing, whatever your religion, race, whatever it may be, picture who you were at the age of 14. Now that you've got that in your head, here's what Ben Siegel would do at the age of 14. One, he started his own gang because, of course, he did. Two, he would walk up to the push cart guys. Now, the push carts were how people sold their goods in New York if you couldn't afford a shop. You know, there are people, they're poor, right? You're a poor Jewish person, a poor Italian person, a poor black person, and you can't, obviously, most of these people cannot afford to just rent out this shop. Rent is astronomical then and now. So you come up with a cart, you wheel around, and that's where you sell your goods, whatever those goods may be. You've seen the movies. You know what they are. It could be clothes. It could be fruit. It could be little trinkets your wife makes. It's what you sell. At the age of 14, 14, Siegel would walk up to grown men operating their push carts and tell them, you need to pay me a dollar a month. 
Now that's big. That's big. That's fairly decent money back then. Don't don't let the dollar thing fool you. That's that's decent money back then. This is the era where a burger and a burger and fries that cost you a nickel. A dollar's decent money, especially for that age. He would walk up to these men and say, "You need protection for your push push cart." And obviously, they would laugh at him and say, well, just "Get out of here, kid! I'm be- I'm working." What? Okay. All right. Well, hope nothing happens to it. And he would sneak back in at night and pour kerosene on them and light them on fire and then come back the next day and say, are you ready to pay for the protection of your push cart? And it worked. At the age of 14, this is not some 25-year-old, 250-pound street tough, 14, walking up to grown men. Now, how many times have we had this talk when we're going through the life of some mobster Eventually, some powerful men are going to begin to take notice of this. They they begin to take notice of men who are willing to use violence. And then Benjamin Siegel meets the guy who is going to change his life. Going to, in many ways, make his life. And vice versa. I'll tell you who that guy is in just a sec. Boomer Naturals has face masks, and I have news for you. You're going to have to have one. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. You're going to have to have one. I just told you. I just told you yesterday about the vacation I had to cancel. I'll be honest with you. Part of the reason I canceled it is I called around where I was going. Face mask requirements every single place. Face mask requirements on the plane. Face mask requirements on this. And look, that's not a vacation. But the truth of the matter is this. We have to exist in this world now. You're going to have to go into certain situations where a face mask is required. Why not get a comfortable, easy-to-breathe one that actually works from BoomerNaturals.com? Go to BoomerNaturals.com and don't forget, do not forget, Use the code JESSE20 at checkout. Gets you 20% off every time you buy. BoomerNaturals.com. Jesse Kelly returns next. Eventually, Ben Siegel runs into a man by the name of Meyer Lansky. If you do not know that name, you need to severely brush up on your U.S. Mafia history. He is quite possibly the most powerful mobster in the history of the United States of America. And many people don't know about him. And that's part of what made him the most powerful. Because he wasn't... Wearing $10,000 suits, he wasn't out there grabbing headlines, but you, for a period of time, didn't spit on the sidewalk unless Meyer Lansky said it was okay for you to spit on the sidewalk. 
He runs into Benjamin Siegel. They're both contemporary. They're both same age. Lansky is very much the brains. The guy may have been a genius. Siegel is the bronze. Siegel is a wild card, and they start coming up in the mob world, and they get to know another man by the name of Charles Lucky Luciano. Now, Luciano is an up-and-coming mobster. He is not the king yet. He's under these two mob bosses in New York, and Luciano needs to get rid of them in order to rise to the top. If you need somebody killed in New York, you approach Benjamin Bugsy Siegel. And so a story I have told you before, Lucky Luciano meets with one of these mob bosses because they're, quote, friends. They sit down at an Italian restaurant. They stuff their faces full of spaghetti. And then at a designated time, Lucky Luciano checks his watch, excuses himself from the table, gets up, walks into the bathroom, at which point Benjamin Bugsy Siegel, in disguise, walks in with a couple other gentlemen and guns this mobster down. At the table, you can still Google image pictures of it to this day. Well, now the other mob boss in New York, remember there were two, now the other one is on the lookout. He clearly knows somebody's trying to climb in the ranks. He suspects it might be this Luciano guy, but he definitely knows he has a target on his back. So what he does is he essentially holds himself up in his building with bodyguards around him, and he really won't let any Italians come see him. He's very nervous about the Italians. Well, you're Charles Lucky Luciano. You happen to know some Jews who are willing to pull the trigger. And once again, he approaches Benjamin Bugsy Siegel. Siegel, along with a couple other Jewish gangsters, pose as IRS agents. How great is that? Get into the guy's office, and he's dead. And now Charles Luciano is the Mafia King, organizes everything, and they begin to take over New York City and organize crime in the United States of America. And life is good. However... Here is where the history books get it wrong, or I should say the movies and TV series get it wrong, and nobody talks about this. You know about most of that story I just told you. Lucky Luciano rises up, takes over the American mob, organizes the American mob as if it's a business. We're not fighting anymore. This family can run this territory. This family runs this territory. You take this industry. We're all going to work together. Even murders, we're going to come together and approve them. Very businesslike. And we tell these stories, and we always act as if, well, everyone else went away. It's just Luciano and the commission. That is not true. There are other very, very, very powerful organized crime figures still in America. And they still want a piece of their pie, and they're not ready to lay down for Meyer Lansky and Bugsy and Chuck Charles Lucky Luciano. And one of them decides he's going to go ahead and kill Meyer Lansky and Bugsy Siegel. Everybody knew if you wanted to get to Meyer Lansky, if you wanted to kill Meyer Lansky, you had better figure out a way to kill Bugsy Siegel first, or he's liable to fly off the handle and kill you and everybody else you know and love. So they waited until they were together. They were in a restaurant. Charles or uh, Meyer and Bugsy were in a restaurant, and this gangster has somebody 
lower a bomb down the chimney where they sat. They sat right down the chimney, lower a bomb down the chimney to blow them up. Now, here's where the story gets funny, and this drives me crazy because I don't have a great answer for you what happened. You know how I tell you the numbers always change and no one can figure out the truth? In one version of this story, the bomb goes off early, way too early, so it blows up the chimney and essentially rains some bricks down on Bugsy and he's fine. Another version of the story, and I don't know how the versions could possibly be this different, says the bomb got all the way down, Bugsy sees it, grabs it, chucks it out the window of the restaurant before it explodes. Now, that one's more movie-like and exciting, so that's the one I want to believe. It's also the one I don't believe. I think the bomb probably went off early. Again, how could something... This didn't take place in the year 1000. This was in the 1900s. How could something like this happen and nobody can give me a straight answer? And I read 10 different things on it. Nobody can give me a straight answer what happened. But the bomb did go off. And there were three brothers who were charged with killing Meyer Lansky and Bugsy Siegel, and they were the ones who lowered the bombs down, and Bugsy Siegel promptly loses his freaking mind that somebody tried to kill him. He hunts down two of the brothers immediately and murders them. There's a third brother out there, and they can't seem to get to him. They're having a hard time getting to him, so Bugsy checks himself into a hospital saying he's injured, then sneaks out of the hospital, puts on a cop's uniform, goes and knocks on the guy's door in the middle of the night. The guy looks out, sees it's a cop, opens the door, Bugsy Siegel smokes him with an alibi, saying, hey, man, I was in the hospital. How about that? Now, obviously, you can't just go around murdering as many people as Bugsy Siegel murdered without a lot of people wanting to murder you back. That's kind of how that life turns out. But Meyer Lansky, Charles Lucky Luciano, realize Bugsy Siegel's good for making money. He's good for a lot of things. And they realize there's this place called Los Angeles. Now, you and I know Los Angeles, and Los Angeles was getting very, very, very big back then, but it wasn't near as big as it is today. It was getting big, and they started to get an inkling, uh, not only is this place huge, there's virtually no organized crime out there. There was one dude running the organized crime, his name was Jack Dragna, and everybody knew he was just ripe for the picking. So they wanted Bugsy out of New York before he got killed. They put him on a plane, sent him to L.A. to take over. And essentially, as the story goes, he walks into Jack Dragna's office and says, congratulations on being number two. I'm running things around here now. And Bugsy Siegel's reputation as such was, oh, yes, sir, Mr. Siegel, sounds good. (laughs) You know, I've always wanted to be number two, actually. That's, That's really what I wanted. I'm glad you're here. And he begins to take over. Now, something you need to remember, he got into this life because he wanted to be rich, because he didn't want to be poor. He wanted glamour. And he falls in with all of the movie stars. I don't know how to describe this for you in a way that will hit home. So here's the best thing I'll do. Picture this. 
a criminal. Somebody, everybody knows is a criminal. El Chapo. Picture El Chapo. Now, obviously, I'd want it to be an American criminal, but there aren't really many famous ones of those now. So El Chapo, everybody knows. El Chapo moves to Los Angeles where he regularly, not now and then, regularly attends parties with Meryl Streep, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson, and every other major actor and actress in Hollywood, and in fact, also dates the actresses publicly. Hang on, it actually gets wilder. Boomer Naturals. Don't you put enough man-made chemicals in your body? Uh, Look, I know I do too much. I'm trying to reduce that as I get older. The truth is we need more natural products out there. And when you go to Boomer Naturals, you're going to see a lot more than just face masks. Now, granted, they have face masks. They have good ones. They have face masks for adults and kid sizes as well. That's important. But they have other products too. The truth is you need certain items to improve your quality of life, and they should be natural items. And that's why Boomer Naturals obviously is called that. They're focused mainly on baby boomers, and they're focused on natural products. I cannot speak highly enough about this company. Go to BoomerNaturals.com. Use the code JESSE20 at checkout. Get you 20% off every time you shop on everything you buy. BoomerNaturals.com. He starts partying with all the actors and actresses in Hollywood who know he's a gangster. He's famous for it, but they think it's cool. Apparently, he was extremely charming. If you you can look up pictures of the guy, he really was pretty much the best looking human being ever to walk the planet to, which didn't hurt. Uh, the women just died for him. And plus, he's the bad boy. And let's be honest. You know you love the bad boy. There are two types of women on this earth. Those who love the bad boy and those who lie about loving the bad boy. Y'all do. I don't know what that is. Something biological. Who knows? But they loved him. And they loved him in really, really, really amazing ways. And he falls in with this woman named Virginia Hill. Now, she's going to be instrumental to the story. So really quickly, here's who Virginia Hill was. She grew up poor in Alabama, decided she didn't want to be poor, drop dead gorgeous, starts heading to Chicago where she is a courier for the mob. She runs money and, they say, drugs for the mafia. Now, if the mafia trusts you with their money, it's a big, big, big deal. And she apparently never stole a dime. She also was apparently the village bicycle. There's a famous story about her dating half of the organized crime world and a very specific story about her sitting around a table with several mob mob members and 
making their evening better. All of them. She was very popular in that world. They would throw money at her. She was totally nuts. Apparently a huge, huge, huge temper. She finally meets Bugsy Siegel and they fall in with each other. And apparently they had this insane relationship where they both had bad tempers and they would have these huge fights and trash a hotel room and then make up and then have huge fights. And it was just that kind of thing. And she understood him and he understood her. Now, Bugsy is a big shot in organized crime at this time. When you reach the level that he's at, you're not actually pulling the trigger anymore when you want somebody killed, when somebody has to die. You send someone else to do that. You don't take those chances unless you're freaking Bugsy Siegel and you're out of your mind. Some guy decides he's going to roll over on the mob. He's a killer for the mob. Bugsy finds out where he is because he comes out to L.A. to hide out. Bugsy takes off to go get the guy with two other accomplices. They find him, shoot him dead. Of course, one of other one of the accomplices with Bugsy promptly rolls over and says, Bugsy, help me commit this murder. That's a big problem for Bugsy Siegel, who gets thrown in jail where he has catered meals and women come visit him daily. He also is allowed out of the jail for dental appointments, which apparently he has all the time. I'm not making that up. So it was another one of those deals where the prisoners, the prison guards, everybody was paid off. And this witness in the trial is going to be a big problem, except here's the thing. The witness in the trial ends up falling out of a hotel window. Whoops. Bugsy's fine. Bugsy gets let out. Bugsy eventually gets in with this Hollywood big shot who ran the Hollywood reporter. And this Hollywood big shot was a huge gambler. And the Hollywood big shot has an idea for the middle of the desert for this place called Las Vegas. And his idea was simply this. They have legalized gambling in Vegas. Vegas was a town of 12,000 people at this point in time. It was a dump. There was nothing there. It was dirt roads. I'm not making that up. It was dirt roads. And this actor, well, this guy who ran The Hollywood Reporter, says to Bugsy, what we need is a nice place for people to gamble because the, the current gambling institutions in Las Vegas were still old Western saloons. I'm not exaggerating. Bugsy says, oh, yeah, I'm all in. Bugsy goes back, approaches Meyer Lansky and Charles Lucky Luciano and says, hey, I need money, a lot of it. I need a million bucks, and we are going to build a big casino with restaurants and stores, and there's going to be entertainment venue for, you know, singers. And we're going to make a boatload of money. And there's obviously going to be great hotel rooms and such. Everything you would know a casino to be. But understand that this was a relatively new concept for back then. That's not what casinos were. The guys back east say, you know what? I like the idea. They start handing Bugsy a bunch of money. Well, quickly, the guy who came up with the idea, who was originally supposed to be a, a junior partner, 
they sat down with him and said, guess what? You're not a junior partner anymore or you're going to die. And he took off and they never saw him again. This is now Bugsy's and Bugsy's alone. And he has no idea how to run a construction project. Apparently, at one point in time, the construction workers all knew they could rip him off because he had no clue how to do books. He had no clue how to run it. One guy sold him a bunch of stuff, broke in that night, stole it, and then sold it to him a second time. Not making that up. And so the costs start to come in, and there are a lot more than a million dollars. And so Bugsy is now having to go back time and time and time again to the men who run the mob in America and say, I need money, I need money, I need money. They're getting frustrated. They're getting angry. It's taking too long. It's taking too much money. Soon, you remember I said he needed a million Soon he's $6 million into it. I want you to do the math on what $6 million is at this time. It's a lot. A lot. And they're starting to get suspicious. You see, Bugsy's not only borrowing money from... His friend Meyer Lansky from Charles Luciano, he's borrowing money from all the mob bosses in America, and and especially the mob bosses in Chicago. And the mob bosses in Chicago have always been a little bit of a different beast than the rest of the country. Frankly, a lot more violent than the rest of the country, a lot more suspicious than the rest of the country. And they get to thinking, you know... The guy's been ripping people off his whole life, and God love him for that. That's what they loved about him. Are we sure that all this money we're giving him is going to the hotels? Are we sure about that? So they start looking into it. How much is it, Chris? Chris looked it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of money. So... They start looking into it, and here's what they're finding out. Virginia Hill, you know, his mob girlfriend, Virginia Hill, is taking a lot of trips to Switzerland. And Virginia Hill is not a downhill skier. And now they really start to wonder. And finally, Somebody calls for a meeting with Virginia Hill, who doesn't suspect anything of it. Okay, she's a mobbed-up woman. She knows the game. She goes to a meeting. Only this is not the kind of meeting she wants. They yank her into a very dark basement, and they tie her up, and they present her with a big old jug of acid that will melt her skin, and they tell her they're going to pour it on her face if she doesn't fess up right now what's happening with their money and Bugsy Siegel, at which point in time she spills the beans and says, oh, yeah, he's stealing from me. Now that alone right there for virtually anybody in America is instant death sentence if you're in organized crime, especially at this time. However, remember, you're Bugsy Siegel. You are lifelong buddies with Meyer Lansky. Meyer Lansky saves his life, says, whoa, 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 hold up. Yeah, we're going to address the stealing. He's going to stop the stealing. Remember how much money we're going to make when this thing's done. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Meyer goes to Bugsy, says, hey, 
okay, we're done with this now. Let's play it straight. Good to go. Okay, so they jump back in. They're supposed to have a grand opening. The grand opening does not go very well. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You can trust experience. You really, really, really can trust experience. And that's why I trust Delta Rescue. The truth is this. Delta Rescue has been doing what they do longer than other people have been doing it. So you know they know what they're doing. And why does that matter? Well, when you have an organization like Delta Rescue, And what they do is they save abandoned animals. They have the largest no-kill and care-for-life animal sanctuary in the world. And all that's wonderful, right? You, You want those things. But how do you know that when you get involved, it's going to go where you want it to go? Well, because that's what Delta Rescue has been doing for 40 years. This is not their first rodeo. They know how to make sure these animals are taken care of. They know how to make sure when you get involved that it goes where you want it to go because they've done it. They know how to navigate that world. DeltaRescue.org slash Jesse. That's DeltaRescue.org slash Jesse. Bugsy. Has a grand opening of the Flamingo Hotel. You've heard of the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. Do you know why it's called the Flamingo? I actually don't even know if it's there anymore. It was there forever. Because that was one of his nicknames for Virginia Hill, who had long legs. So he called it the Flamingo. He has a grand opening of the Flamingo, and it's an absolute disaster. The hotel's not even finished. And apparently they had the storm of the century, so none of the famous actors and and musical acts could come. It's a complete disaster. And now the mob is really, 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 really mad. And then, well, then his fate got sealed. They get word. Again, Bugsy is still stealing. Apparently he stole $300,000. Now, they have a gigantic mob meeting. This is a famous meeting. So much happened at this meeting. I'm not going to go into it all right now. In Havana, Cuba. Why would they meet in Havana, Cuba? Because at this point, Charles Lucky Luciano had been deported from the United States of America, and all the mob bosses had to meet down in Havana. Bugsy Siegel, and imagine this. He was one of the agenda items. His death. How about that? Everybody else meets to decide, well, what's our advertising budget for this year? I think we could trim overhead this year. Mob meets in, all right, who's going to kill Bugsy? We are, we're all on board with this, right? And obviously they come to an agreement. He's going to die. Now, Bugsy Siegel was at least smart enough to realize, 
I've made a lot of very, very, very dangerous men angry. I'm going to keep bodyguards around me in Las Vegas. But he felt like he was safe in Los Angeles where Virginia Hill had a mansion. Bugsy Siegel takes off from Los Angeles or from Las Vegas to get back to Los Angeles. He gets there and Virginia Hill is mysteriously out of town. Bugsy has keys to her place, which I believe he bought her, if memory serves me. Goes out to a nice dinner with some friends. They go back to Virginia Hill's house. Two of his friends take off upstairs, allegedly. Another one of his friends sits on the opposite side of the sofa. This is 10, 11 o'clock at night. Bugsy Siegel sits down on the sofa, at which point in time somebody outside of the home allegedly points an M1 at the back of Bugsy's head from about 12 to 15 feet away, fires two bullets into his head. One of them came out his left eyeball, which they say, rumor has it, flew 15 feet across the room, shot twice in the head, Shot twice more in the torso on his way down, dead instantly. If you have a strong stomach and the children are not present, you're welcome to Google image search the picture of Bugsy Siegel laying there without an eyeball. It's easy for anybody to see. Now, the reason I dropped a couple allegedly's in there at the end is this. One, this is still, believe it or not, in the Beverly Hills Police Department, this is still an open case. Still. They've never solved it. They obviously at this point in time never will solve it, I assume. I say allegedly because there are many, many theories that go on around this thing, as there often are with high-profile murders that don't get solved. So who knows? Maybe the original narrative, the one I just told you, is real. Maybe it's not. There are crime scene experts who swear the angle of the shot, the way it hit Bugsy and came out, is virtually impossible that that shot was taken from immediately behind Bugsy Siegel as he sat on that sofa. They swear one of the people in that home with him fired a bullet in the back of his head from right behind him. I don't know. We're never going to know. Bugsy Siegel is dead. That's what we do know. And here's the thing. Here's the thing to remember. Hang on.
Something that's going to sound depressing but shouldn't sound depressing for all of us. Something for all of us to remember, and we're about to get to all your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. We'll hit this Minneapolis stuff. We'll hit up some things like that. But here's something you need to remember. For good and bad, trees do not grow to the sky. The Tower of Babel never did make it to heaven. There's always a cap on your success. And where people fail massively and crash back to earth in bad, bad ways, sometimes missing their eyeballs, is when they don't realize that their tree does not grow to the sky. I'm not telling you to just be happy with your lot in life. But I am telling you, as a country, as individuals, you, me, when you get to a place of success and relative contentment, contentment, stop. Stop. Because if you keep pushing, you always crash. It happens every single time. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. You don't have to dip forever. You know that rhymes. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum sunflower seeds. I I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Chew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. 
tunneled to towers, paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.